again, and welcome back to another episode of the Cozy Christmas Podcast. I'm your host, Art, and welcome to the podcast that celebrates the coziest time of the year. We are finally in October. I was hoping to get this podcast out on September 30th, but it's very likely a few days late. Our local school had a large number of kids exposed to the coronavirus, so we've had to spend the last couple of days getting our kids ready for doing online school for a couple of weeks, hopefully just a week, but it might end up being just a couple of weeks. And well, long story short, back into quarantine we go. My family is healthy, and as far as I know, my kids weren't directly exposed to the virus, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I have a lot to cover this episode. Let's go ahead and get started. It's time to deck the halls, and I've found some wonderfully Christmassy things online I want to make you aware of. I'm always on the lookout for new podcasts and new YouTube channels and things that talk about Christmas, Christmas decorating, Christmas history, and I've found one I wanted I want to share with you today, and it's the YouTube channel Merry Little Bexmas. The host of that channel is full of Christmas cheer year-round, and I love the content that she's been putting out. My favorite part of her channel is her dog, Walter. I'm a big fan of Walter. As far as I know, she's just on YouTube right now and doesn't have a an actual podcast, but uh, Becca is the host, and she takes you through all kinds of different wonderful Christmas conversations. Her most recent video, she makes chocolate pumpkin muffins and shows you how to do that. And she shares a recipe that she found online. I tried making those muffins and they turned out absolutely delicious. I followed her advice and added a lot of extra chocolate chips to it. And then as I put the muffins in the oven, I sprinkled some more chips on top. They turned out very chocolatey. And then I, I used the pumpkin and then I added some extra pumpkin pie spice to really bump that pumpkin flavor. It was really good. Uh, we devoured them within about a day, I think. You really want to um, get over to her website, or to her YouTube channel, watch how she makes those, and try them out yourself. My wife thought she might like to try them without the um, chocolate chips in it to kind of help cut down on the calories. And I think that would be an option too, and you'd probably get more of the pumpkin taste in it. But I'm a chocolateaholic, so the more chocolate, the better. This satisfied that chocolate craving, let me tell you. The next thing I want to talk about is a movie. Now, this is not a movie podcast. There are plenty out there that, that cover Christmas movies and really worth your time if you like to talk about Christmas movies. I encourage you to check them out. And so I'm not a movie critic at all. I'm not a, a student of film, uh, as it were. But I saw a trailer for this film called The Christmas Ride. And it looked really interesting and it looked very different. And then about a week later, the writer and director of the film, Stephanie Davis, reached out to me on Twitter and asked if I'd be interested in watching an early screening of, of the movie. I wasn't sure what to expect um, because you know, I don't watch a lot of small budget films. I don't watch a lot of independent films. You know, the whole format of the movie was one that I'm not familiar with. So the film is written and directed by Stephanie Davis and it stars Darian Rattay as Georgia Wright, 
and I know I mispronounced that name, I apologize. Then Diana Najar as Raven, and then Austin Janowski as George's dad, William Wright. I really enjoyed this movie. Like I said, it's a different film than I'm used to, and when I first started watching it, and I don't mean this in a bad way, so don't take this in a bad way, this this is entirely my fault, because I didn't really understand what uh, a mumblecore film was, and I've never seen anything like that before. And so a couple minutes in, I, I thought, you know, this this is very strange. It sounds like, you know, they're ad-libbing and it sounds like they're doing improv almost. And so I, I, I paused the film. I went and looked up what, what was Mumblecore. What is, what is this all about? You know, and I looked up the film on Internet Movie Database and found some helpful information there. And so basically the, the director, there wasn't a script. There was a, a detailed outline. And then she worked with the, the actors to help develop the backstories of their character. And then that's the movie. The Internet Movie Database describes the film this way. On Christmas Day, Georgia experiences the true ups and downs of the holiday season. Through empathy and active listening, she does her best to understand the situations surrounding her to help make the season brighter. My description would be that Georgia is a rideshare driver and she spends Christmas Day hoping to spread Christmas cheer to the people she picks up. And along the way, she realizes that not everybody's Christmas is a merry one. Now, I am going to talk a bit about the film. So if spoilers are a thing you don't want to hear, then I'll try to give you a heads up. It opens with her having a like a Zoom chat with her dad, which I love her dad. He does such a great job. This seems like a very warm and caring family. Through the, their conversation, we find out that her mom has passed away. They're they're opening their Christmas presents for each other over the camera. Uh, her dad is talking about seeing somebody else again, and she seems positive about that. And I thought even that was a refreshing change to some of the usual tropes we see in films. Uh, but most of the film is, takes place in her car as she drives around and picks up passengers from, you know, the, the happy party goers to some people who are dealing with some very real heavy uh, heavy life experiences. It was really interesting to see how each person, as they come into the car, I think, okay, here's a new story. Here's a new character. And so we discover the characters' lives along with Georgia. Uh, near the end of the film, and, and here we kind of run into some spoiler territories, uh, near the end of the film, she uh, meets a passenger named Raven, and, and they really connect and bond over a, a, a similar experience in their past. And I love how at the end, they're, they're just sitting, they're talking, they're crying, they're um, supporting each other. And it's a very beautiful moment. And so I, I think this film is really worth the time for, for you to watch. Uh, it was for me, like I said, I'm, I don't usually watch, you know, small budget films and, or independent films like that. I've never seen a mumblecore film before, so I have no idea how this compares to other films of its nature. It looked beautiful. The music was perfect. The, the main actors and, and even the supporting actors, they were all just really, really great. My favorite passenger she picked up was a man named Chris. You watch the scene, you'll know why I like that part. So I reached out to her on Twitter and asked her a couple of questions about the movie. And, and she said that she had always been fascinated with the mumblecore filmmaking style she said, I figured that an ensemble road trip film would be perfect to make with it. And so when it comes to holiday films, there are so many subjects that get overlooked. 
toxic relationships, Hanukkah, families who cannot be together, people who celebrate with friends rather than family, and mental health. I wanted to bring to light a different kind of Christmas tale. It was so experimental that we all put our everything into it. Everyone got to play around with characters and I got to flex my creative muscles. It was one of the most enjoyable filmmaking experiences I've ever had. And that's uh, what she had messaged me. Um, that really comes through in this film. Uh, I can see they're, they're fun. I can see, you know, we, we followed some of those different topics she mentions about, you know, toxic relationships and Hanukkah and uh, families who can't be together and mental health especially plays a big part in this. And so I think this is a film that really will resonate with, with audiences, especially how a lot of us are looking at being in quarantine over Christmas and changing the way we do things. That can really play havoc on your mental health. I want to give a big thank you to Stephanie for reaching out to me and letting me have a sneak peek at this film. Again, The Christmas Ride comes out online on November 1st. It will be on Vimeo and Amazon. And she said if you follow her on the social medias, she will keep everyone posted. You can search The Christmas Ride on like Twitter and Facebook, I think. And then also she's at Stephanie Directs on Twitter. So thank you so much uh, for that film. And it's a beautiful one, and I encourage you to check it out this year for something really different. Now let's talk about Christmas this year. So I've been thinking about new activities we can do to celebrate Christmas differently in a uh, pro-quarantine world. As you may know, there is a wonderful community of Christmas podcasters who uh, that I've been able to be a part of and a fan of. I mean, I started off as a fan of these of these uh, podcasts, and I've been listening to some of their podcasts, and there are some great ones that have given me some ideas I want to pass on to you, as well as promote these wonderful podcasts. The first one is a very brand new one. It's called Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad. If you don't know Manny and his podcast, well, I'm going to have him share what that's all about. Hi, this is Manny from Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, the bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. In our podcast, you will hear about foods, traditions, how this 2020 Christmas will be interesting, especially from six feet away, and many more new surprises. Join me on the road to Christmas, along with many guest hosts from other podcasts from the Christmas Podcast Network. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or just search for us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FCMN Podcast. Or visit our website, fcmnpodcast.com. Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad. On his podcast, he was talking about wanting to get out and meet his neighbors and to see if he can coordinate a big neighborhood decorating, I don't know if you call it a party, but to get everyone on board to really go all out this year, to give people a place to come and and walk through their neighborhood to see the Christmas lights. You know, that's something we can do and still be socially distant from each other is to, especially if you live in a warmer climate, you'll be able to go outside and walk around the neighborhood. And, you know, that might be something you want to do, talk to your neighbors and see if you guys want to coordinate decorating or to 
get together and do something really special and go overboard this year and give that power company some extra money to pay their employees this year and bring some holiday cheer to uh, to the folks in your neighborhood. Another idea is to write a story. Uh, now, I'm big on stories and I love stories. Craig over at Weird Christmas is having a writing contest. And I'm going to have him introduce his podcast and what the contest will be about. This is Craig Kringle from the Weird Christmas podcast. About three years ago, I went looking for very short, very strange stories that I could read on my show. But I couldn't find much, or not much that was sufficiently weird, so I thought, why not ask people to write some? And thus was born the annual Weird Christmas Flash Fiction Contest. You can get all the details at weirdchristmas.com, but basically, I'm asking you to tell me a story that keeps Christmas weird. That can be funny weird, or creepy weird, or just plain what the nutcracker surreal. Keep it under 350 words, send it to weirdxmas at gmail.com by November 1st, and you could win some cash. Prizes range from $5 to $50, and I choose about a dozen to read on the show and publish on my website. Head over to weirdchristmas.com to see the winners and honorable mentions from the last couple years. Here's a quick sample to get that creative eggnog flowing. He glanced in terror at the other reindeer galloping beside him. Its eyes were as blue and as human as his were. He dropped Bill's head on his body and used his incinerator to fry Bill until he was dust. I guess I'm going to have a Merry Christmas after all. He felt himself shrinking till he couldn't have been more than a couple of inches high. A huge hand picked him up and placed him on the mantelpiece beside another motionless Santa. People don't like the baby Jesus to go missing from their nativity scene, they said. I shrugged. People were petty. I'm sorry there was no Santa, but I did provide an elf. Number four was a grand old patriarch, but we were ready for him. When he came crashing down the chimney, sermon in mid-flow, he landed right in the net we had tied to the mantelpiece. Traditions are great and all, but sometimes you just need Christmas to get a little bit weird. And I'm hoping you'll help me make it even weirder. So visit me at weirdchristmas.com, and I hope I'll get to read your stories soon. Todd on Christmas Clatter, another favorite podcast of mine, he had posted on his social medias that he's going to be doing a, a series on his social media called Christmas with Purpose. He says on his Facebook page there, too often Christmas flies by and we are left sitting, wondering, where did the time go? Nagging thoughts of woulda, coulda, shoulda replaced the dancing sugar plums in our heads. Compounded with the uncertainty of this year, being more deliberate about our Christmas celebration becomes more evident. Christmas with Purpose is a social media series that will give you tips, tricks, and ideas to encourage a purposeful approach to Christmas. Let's not let those precious Christmas moments slip by anymore. Please like and follow Christmas Clatter Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of Christmas with Purpose. And so that sounds like something you would be interested in following. Head over to um, Todd's Facebook page, Christmas Clatter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe you, he will help generate some more ideas how we can make this Christmas be one that is, that is very memorable, one that brings our families closer together through this difficult time that we're all facing. Well, I've had another listener send in a favorite Christmas memory of theirs, and this is Emma. And she's from Maryland. And she says, My favorite Christmas memory isn't really a specific Christmas, but it's all of the Christmas meals I have with my family. I am one of seven children, so there is never a dull moment in this house. We all sit around the table, still to this day with my parents, and have our Christmas meal. 
you know, that's a, that's a great memory. And so I, I had asked her some follow-up questions on that. You know, was there a memorable dinner or a, a something you really remember uh, vividly from that time? And she said, I want to say one memorable dinner was not the dinner itself, but the preparation for the dinner. A few years ago, the day before Christmas Eve, we were preparing a bunch of food for the festivities to come. The night before all this, about the 22nd, we had a very bitter cold night and it was super icy out. In the middle of all the prep, the power went out. We could not see, ovens turned off, and it took a couple hours to turn back on. We were afraid to open the fridge and fear that the fridge would get warm and spoil the food. That turned into a very late night. Uh, then she went on to say that our kitchen table is very big. Uh, we used to have benches on each side of the table, but since our kitchen renovation uh, and since everyone has grown so we can't all fit on the benches, we got a larger table with chairs. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Emma, for giving me a fo- some follow-up information there. What a memorable Christmas that would have been uh, to have, where you want everything to go perfectly right, and then, boom, it gets messed up. Something happens, and it doesn't turn out the way you want. You know, don't, don't those times bring us even greater memories? I can remember one Thanksgiving not that long ago, the place we were staying for Thanksgiving, we were with our, my, my in-laws and the uh, sewer began to back up where we were staying. So we had to leave and, and head back home early. Uh, that was not a fun experience, but it, it turned out all right. And we were together and, and we had a, an enjoyable time. Uh, but that rem- reminds me where things go wrong and, and yet it makes for great memories. So thank you, Emma, for sharing that Christmas memory with us. And I'll be sure to get you a Cozy Christmas Podcast sticker. If you have a memory you'd like to share with me, please send it to CozyChristmasPodcast at gmail.com and I'll feature it on an upcoming episode. While I was thinking about Emma's Christmas memory and and how there are some Christmases that don't go entirely as planned, and I came across this story that reminded me of that idea. And it's called Billy's Santa Claus Experience by Cornelia Redmond. Let's enjoy this cozy Christmas story together. Billy's Santa Claus Experience by Cornelia Redmond Of course, I don't believe in any such person as Santa Claus, but Tommy does. Tommy is my little brother, aged six. Last Christmas, I thought I'd make some fun for the young one by playing Santa Claus, but as always happens, when I try to amuse anybody, I just got myself into trouble. I went to bed pretty early on Christmas Eve so as to give my parents a chance to get the presents out of the closet in Mama's room where they had been locked up since they were bought. I kept my clothes on except my shoes and put my nightgown over them so I'd look white if any of them came near me. Then I waited, pinching myself to keep awake. After a while, Papa came into the room with a lot of things that he dumped on Tommy's bed. Then Mama came in and put some things on mine and in our two stockings that were hung up by the chimney. Then they both went out very quiet and soon all the lights went out too. I kept on pinching myself and waiting for a time, and then when I was sure that everybody was asleep, I got up. The first thing I went into was my sister's room and got her white fur rug that Mama gave her on her birthday and her sealskin cape that was hanging on the closet door. I tied the cape on my head with shoestrings and it made a good big cap. Then I put the fur rug around me and pinned it with big safety pins, what I found on Tommy's garters. Then I got Mama's new scrap basket, trimmed with roses, what Mrs. Simmons broidered for the church fair and piled all the kids' toys into it. 
I fastened it to my back with Papa's suspenders and then I started for the roof. I hurt my finger some opening the scuttle, but kept right on. It was snowing hard and I stood and let myself get pretty well covered with flakes. Then I crawled over to the chimney that went down into our room and climbed up on top of it. I had brought my bicycle lantern with me and I lighted it so as Tommy could see me when I came down the chimney into the room. There did not seem to be any places inside the chimney where I could hold on by my feet, but the ceiling in our room was, was not very high and I had often jumped most as far, so I just let her go and I suppose I went down. Anyway, I did not know about anything for a long time. Then I woke up all in the dark with my head feeling queer, and when I tried to turn over in bed, I found I wasn't in bed at all, and then my arms and legs began to hurt terrible, mostly one arm that was doubled up. I tried to get up, but I couldn't because my bones hurt so and I was terrible cold, and there was nothing to stand on. I was just stuck. Then I began to cry, and pretty soon I heard Mama's voice saying to Papa, those must be sparrows that are making that noise in the chimney. Just touch a match to the wood in the boy's fireplace. I heard Papa strike a light and then the wood began to crackle. Then by jinx it began to get hot and smoky and I screamed, Help! Murder! Put out the fire lest you want to burn me up! Then I heard Papa stamping on the wood and Mama calling out, Where's Billy? Where is my child? Next, Tommy woke up and began to cry and everything was terrible, especially the pains all over me. Then Papa called out very stern, William, if you are in that chimney, come down at once. And I answered, crying, that I would if I could, but I was stuck and couldn't. Then I heard Papa getting dressed, and pretty soon he and John from the stable went up on the roof and let down ropes that I put around me and they hauled me up. It was just daylight, and I was all black and sooty and scratched, and my arm was broken. Everybody scolded me except Mama. I had spoiled my sister's white rug and broken all of Tommy's toys, and the snow what went in through the scuttle melted and marked the parlor ceiling. Besides, I guess it cost Papa a good deal to get my arm mended. Nobody would believe that I had just meant to make some fun for Tommy, and my arm and all my bruised places hurt me awful for a long time. If I live to be a million, I am never going to play Santa Claus again. That was the very short story, Billy's Santa Claus Experience by Cornelia Redmond. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find out much information about Cornelia Redmond, so I, I want to look for some more of her stories because it was a short one, but I really enjoyed that. You know, it's kind of a representation of our year, isn't it? We have the best intentions as we start out, but things quickly go wrong. And before you know it, we're, we're now metaphorically stuck in the chimney with a broken arm and everyone's mad at us. I hope that whatever you plan for Christmas goes well, but just know that if something does go wrong, maybe you can turn it into a story too, and I'd love to hear it. If you send me a memory this month, send me one where maybe the Christmas, your Christmas didn't turn out quite how you expected, but it was still memorable. Well, that just about wraps up our show for today. So I'm hoping to find some stories that might send a little shiver down your spine connected with Christmas as well. We're going to look at uh, how people used to tell ghost stories at Christmas time. And I'm going to, in a couple of weeks, also be talking about one of my other favorite writers. No, not Charles Dickens, but Ray Bradbury. 
If you're familiar with his name, you might think, what does he have to do with Christmas? He's more of a Halloween guy. It's very true. Uh, but he did write at least one Christmas story that I found. And for copyright reasons, I probably can't read it to you. Um, I'd really love to. We're going to talk about that story and some things about Ray Bradbury as well, because he is Mr. October. This year is his 100th anniversary of his birth. There's been a lot of um, Ray Bradbury celebrations this year that unfortunately had to be canceled because of the uh, because of COVID. But I wanted to have some small part in that because his stories have had a significant impact in my life as well. So we're going to look at um, Christmas with Ray Bradbury in a couple of weeks. Now, before I go, I do want to remind you that we are having a contest right now. If you send me a Christmas memory to share on the podcast, it doesn't have to be long. Just make it sh- uh, make a short, detailed email or even record your voice telling me about a, a favorite Christmas of yours or a Christmas that didn't go the way you planned and send that to cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com and I will send you a podcast sticker and a Christmas card from me. And if you do it by October 15th, you'll be entered to win a Christmas ornament. And that uh, picture of that ornament, you can see that on my Twitter account at Cozy Christmas Pod uh, or Cozy Xmas Pod on Twitter. Another way you can get an extra entry by making a donation at Kofi.com. Just look up Cozy Christmas there. And I'm also on Etsy. I'm, I'm starting an Etsy shop to put some of the Christmas crafts I'll be hopefully making here in these months ahead as we sit around the house with not much else to do, <laughs> trying trying to avoid the, the coronavirus. So I'd love to hear from you. I'm really excited about what October has to bring. We'll share some scary ghost stories around the Christmas fire. So in the meantime, be kind to each other and share your stories. Don't eat your weight in chocolate pumpkin muffins. You'll regret it. And as always, there is nothing in the world more irresistibly contagious than laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas.